Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Happy Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program, great to be with you. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, Director Matthew in the house, how you guys doing? Buddy, all right, I hope so, ready for the weekend? Yes, me too, should be great games for us this weekend. Well, we'll see, we'll see if Florida State shows up, I forgot they're also playing basketball. I won't lead with that. You don't want me to lead with that. I'm just saying they are. I know. I got to at least acknowledge that it's it's happening. Hey, by the way, that is really good news. Uh, the news that Florida State got yesterday with T.J. Abrams. I like T.J. Abrams, and I don't say this a lot about recruits. No, you don't. The, this cool. is I, yeah. This is not tongue in cheek. No, oh. no, it's good news. Uh, dude can fly, and you don't need to be an expert of any kind to see that. Uh, so I like this kid, and I remember it, by accident I stumbled across video of him. And by the way, for those that don't know, he's a commitment for the 2024 recruiting class, and things are looking up to use uh, one of our sound clips that we used to reference on the regular uh, for Mike Norvell, his staff, and the quality of kids that are interested in coming to Tallahassee. I can't stress this enough. It's happening Good news. You got to win games when you don't have relationships and you don't have a dynamic staff with those relationships built in with relationships throughout the, you know, the state that Mike didn't have that when he came here and he didn't really hire that either. And so we all wondered like, well, how are we ever going to gain access? The key to getting really good players in the region, whether it's Georgia or Florida or just, you know, the area teams, you worried about it. Because that's where the, the talent is, guys. <laughs> There's a lot of it all right there. And you got to be able to get to it. Uh, and the only way to 
for that to happen for him would be to win games. And now they are, and now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing the quality of players, uh, both in and out of the state, that are excited about perhaps coming to Tallahassee. Look, we're talking about this a lot, but I like it. I like it. I'll talk about this every segment if you want to. The success we're having on the field is attractive to recruits. Yes, it is. This offense has gone from, ick, to, well, they're going to hit some home runs in the running game, can't do anything else, to, where's the weakness? Point to the weakness. Find me the weakness in 2023. And it's hard to do. And so, therefore, the recruits see that. I said last year before the season started, it was remarkable to me that we even got four wide receiver transfers to come to Florida State. That speaks to the ability to recruit and to pitch because there is no evidence that as a wide receiver, Florida State is a good place to come. There's no evidence. You're doing that on faith. And now there is evidence for future classes and future transfers that this is an offense that's made for everyone. Yeah, it's good, man. It, it's really good. I uh, I keep saying over and over again to people, you know, it's sort of pinched me a little bit here because the transformation went from not happening at all, happening painfully slow to, holy moly, we're really good with a chance to compete to go to the college football playoff next year, and all the kids, all of them want to come here. <laughs> I mean, like, it was... It happened fast. You just, and this is what's true about schools, programs with cachet. It's it's just true. I, Bob Stoops did that at Oklahoma, right? Down program, down program. My God, what has happened to the Sooners to, hey, this guy seems to know what the hell he's doing to. Damn it, they beat us in the national championship game. Like, it didn't take long. You can't do that at programs that don't have that history. Very rarely have you ever seen that. It's always the programs that have been in slumber, in hibernation, but have rich histories because you can call upon that. Once you start winning on the field, you get them here. When they're here, you showcase the trophies, and they see what's possible yet again. And the trophies don't have dust on them from 35 years ago like you're going to Miami and visiting that particular program. That's a tougher situation. It is. It is much more difficult to recruit when you don't have a 100-yard field to practice on indoors when it's right. rainy outside. Yeah. And your facilities suck, and you don't have a stadium, and you lose a lot. And uh, we were told that they hired the best uh, assistants known to mankind <laughs> last off season, <laughs> and they've already made a change. And it's gone. You know, I was bummed by Gaddis's firing. Me too. I got to tell you. A sad day. It was. I was really buoyed at first by the news of the day, uh, yesterday, really, when uh, when T.J. Abrams announced his plans to come to Tallahassee. I was like, all right. It's been an up-and-down sort of newsy time here because not long after that, you know, you get up today and you find out that Miami's moving on from Gaddis, and I was like, oh, man, they were doomed for the next two or three years with him. And that uh, square peg, round hole type thing. Uh, that was, uh, you know. But I did enjoy also, on the other side of it, the one more moment in the sun where Miami gets to make a fool of themselves every offseason yet again, constantly. And all of the rabid fans that tell us every offseason how great they're going to be and the steps forward they're taking. And then, alas, it doesn't happen. So that's funny. Up and down, up and down. The fun thing is that you and I can say this, that we are this close to becoming college offensive coordinators, specifically at Miami. 
because Evan Gaddis and mm. you and me mm. each have coached the Miami offense to the same amount of touchdowns against Florida, Florida State. State's defense. Mm-hmm. We're all on the same page here. Yeah. Same same ones. It's that close. Yeah, that was something. That was – and then, you know, yesterday, Tom, with your absence for part of the show, uh, and there was not anything Tom did wrong, but – Penalty box. Yeah. To the penalty box you go. You won't get to discuss how excited I am that we're retiring Buster Posey's number with me. I heard it was a great segment. It is a great segment. And we're probably going to use it this weekend on War Chant TV. You should because we will. I would. I'm doing it. Good. Should. I'll tell you this much. Uh, I I don't get too excited about a lot of things like this. These these ceremonial type things. But man, I did shoot up in my chair when I read that email when it came in. Say what? What kind of habits do you have on a Thursday afternoon? Shoot up in your chair. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was sitting there reading the. Uh, the old emails going, ah, let's see if we've got anything email. That's what I do when I open my email. I talk just like this. What do we get? What do we get? What do we get? Oh, hey, look at this one. This is a good email. I like this email. This is a make you smile kind of email. And it did. And that's why I went on the diatribe that I did yesterday on the show about Buster Posey having his number retired, uh, the All-American catcher. 07, 08 for Florida State, and the greatness that was seemingly every time he took the field, just the absurdity of the consistent nature with which he came through with whatever it was that had to be done. You were here in Tallahassee as a student for a golden era across sports. I was. Across the major sports. There's no doubt, and I'm reminded of it every year older I get because I look back on it now with the wisdom that comes with age, and you have reference points. And I think to myself, my God, I got to see it all. I got to see J.D. Drew. I got to watch John Ford Griffin and the unbelievable season hitting he had. I got to see uh, you know, Buster Posey later on, but also uh, the football program. You think about 91, 92, 93, 94. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I watched it all, and then I launched into a media career covering the program, and I got to see all that too. And you had. Charlie as oh, a basketball yeah. player, Bob Sura. Yeah. I mean, Brad Johnson is a Sam basketball Cassell. player. Yeah. 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 So you were here for a golden era. I was not. Nope. No, you weren't. I was not. But Buster Posey was here while I was an undergrad. Yeah, he and was he the guy. is far and away the best athlete at Florida State in my time as an undergrad. So yeah, this good. one hits a little different. Yeah. This one is extra pride might, welling we might, up. We might get choked up together when he takes the field before the pit came. And presents a check for $50 million. <laughs> Brand new stadium, baby. We're That's burning right. this dump down. To build Posey Park. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I remember one of the coolest things. I didn't bring this up yesterday. I did bring up the fact. Uh, it was a humble brag. I did bring up the fact that my dad and I were down on the field uh, watching batting practice. And Buster came over and in San Francisco. And he got to put on the ring. Oh, where the, else? Yeah, I mean, no, obviously. It wasn't here. It wasn't at a lowly Florida State game. It was It was there at the Whoa. Giants. Ah, we were in the bigs. We were in the bigs, baby. The first practice today. And I know. I know. That's another reason to get excited. A lot of people are excited about baseball. But anyhow, I uh, I did bring that up. But what I didn't bring up was that a friend of mine that lives in San Francisco, she said she's a huge San Francisco fan. She's lived there for a long time. Um, and she's from Tallahassee. Anyhow, she said to me, she goes, it's crazy. Uh, the path that I go from work to the stadium, if I'm going to the game after work, 
she picks about 20 games a year that she goes to. And she's like, yeah, I have to go down this certain road, and it always gets very congested in this one place, and there's a gas station on the corner. And the, the pre-partying begins there. A lot of people will and then walk across and around over to the park where they can have a few beverages. Anyhow, the point is, that gas station, she said she knew Buster Posey was a star almost instantly because the first time she went to a game, his rookie season, and he had already been off to a good start, <laughs> they, they have big Buster Posey dolls that they were selling out front for like $25 a piece. So she has two of those. There's these stuffed dolls of Buster Posey and their caricatures. They're hilarious. He's got a fat face, which he does not in real life, but he's just fat Buster Posey. <laughs> And it's just cool as hell. It's like the uh, Jameis Pitcher version yeah, of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, that makes me smile thinking about that career. And I documented that yesterday, by the way. And it's just a, a fun thing as a reminder. The uh, <laughs> the All-American Junior season where he leads the country in just everything. 463 batting average. 463, that's all. 119 hits in a, what, 40-whatever game season, uh, 93 RBIs, 226 total bases, 566 on-base percentage, 879 slugging percentage. It's just absurd. What was the, uh, I should remember this, but you'll understand why in a moment. Uh, what was the postseason game where he had to hit like two or three different home runs? Well, there's the one was it Wichita Flo- State? Well, he did, but the one against Florida, he had to hit a grand slam to lead yeah. the comeback, and we yeah. started an avalanche. Was it Wichita State? I forget. Here's why I don't remember. The air conditioning in my particular, you, you know, condo, unit, whatever, undergrad was done. It was fried. And so we did all that we could to not have the TV overheat while we were watching this game. But it's Tallahassee in that part of the year. It was unreal. It's like 105 in my apartment. And so we're just going outside, outside, into the sun, into the heat to cool off. But that was the day. That he hit every time he came up, we needed something critical: two run double, home run, whatever it was, and he delivered in each of those circumstances. He was the only baseball player I've seen in Tallahassee. Now, in the '90s, I wasn't watching it bat for a bat. That when something had to happen, All right, he did it. It was reasonable to expect. Yeah, it was reasonable to expect that it was going to happen. Yeah, JD Drew is the only other guy, and obviously he it's is baseball. He is royalty around here as far as Florida State baseball goes. Not nearly as affable a fellow as Buster Posey, but nonetheless, royalty. Uh, J.D. Drew used to hit dongs in the biggest moments all the time. And, I mean, even dumb situations where it was one of those – I'll never forget. I'm sitting there with Eric Jacobs, my dear buddy, Florida State grad. We're in the stands. It was pretty cold one night. And Matt Millar's fear of the Jacksonville uh, Bulls – yeah, the Jacksonville uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. I don't know why I said Bulls. Uh, Dolphins. There. We're gonna start calling him that. <laughs> One of my brothers graduated from JU. I should remember the Dolphins. Anyhow, go Bulls. <laughs> so I just still remember sitting in the stands with him, and uh, we were down three in the late innings, or two or three. I can't really remember. I mean, but we were down, and he came up with two outs, and I said jokingly to Eric, "I'm like, well, Jacksonville just screwed up. They should walk his ass because this is gonna be a three-run homer if they pitch to him." First pitch. Off the circus tent, you're like, dude. And that was the noise those days. Oh, but man, it's I, clockwork. I was like, well, that was dumb. You should have thrown four wide and been done with it. There's One no at the re- dome piece. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You can't let that guy swing the bat. Ka-da! And he did it all the time. And I never thought I'd see anything like that again. Even John Ford Griffin's year, which is incredible, I, it was not quite as timely. Like, But 
Buster surpassed it. Buster did things I never thought possible at a high level of competitive baseball. I yeah. think get, this isn't Little League. Right, and and it was Little League, though, because you're counting the outs till he comes up or the at-bats. All right, he's four away. If he can at-bat this half inning, we're, we're golden. Yeah. But if, if, if he leads off the next inning, we lose. So can we find a way to get him to the dish? And, you know, there'd be an error and then a single. Oh, yeah. And then a double play ball, but you beat it out at first base. Like, That's critical because Buster needs to be up with guys on the bases. We're yeah. down three, and then bam, three pitches later, tie ball game. You're like, God. Yeah, he was. It was. It's so fun. I know that was the great news that made my week. It was. It's good that in the end of the week, it just made my week. Hey, by the way, we got to do it early today. Uh, Mom will be joining us next segment. Uh, she's got an appointment. It's good I, to know. I roasted her uh, last weekend. Uh, told her that the Giants uh, would, would would be facing a very different looking defense uh, <laughs> against the Eagles than uh, the Vikings, and, and of course, uh, it was a sad Irish pub in New York. Yeah. So she's got no chance mathematically to catch me, but she still wants to make the picks. We'll do it next. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good, too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Real Talk Radio War Chant TV Live Nation's Friday Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Earlier version of the conversation we have on Fridays. Normally it is in the second hour. Today it's in the first hour. Mom's got something to do with the vet. Something going on with that. I don't. I don't. Dog's got an appointment. Something like that. So if you would cue it up, let's get to these wagers. 
And now for another edition of the family pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mana, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. Hey, Mama, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, listen, really quick before we get to the picks. Yes. I don't know if you saw the the sad news, but it is part of our shared history as uh, mother and son. Uh, and that is that uh, Billy Packer passed away. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh. Well, I want to bring this up because, you know, as you get older, the people that were around in your youth that were old at the time, well, they die. You know this. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so it kind of marks the time when they die. You're like, oh, man, I, re- I remember seeing that movie. I remember that song. I read yeah. that book. Whatever it might be, right? The yep. first thing I heard, thought of today when, when I read the news that Billy Packer passed away was the 1983 National Championship game between number one seed Houston and number six seed North Carolina State. Yeah. And I thought about you and me and Bob sitting in the living room and watching that game, crossing our fingers like much of the nation, hoping to see a huge upset. I know. And Lorenzo Charles' dunk on the missed shot from Derek Wittenberg, I'll never forget that because he says, Wittenberg, oh, that's a long way. And then you get the dunk, and you hear Billy Packer say they won it on the dunk. And I'll never forget that because the next shot is Valvano running around looking for somebody to hug. I know. Wasn't that, that, you know, those were the days, weren't they? Those games. Oh, my gosh. We watched so many great ones. We did. And I will tell you, I think that uh, basketball, college basketball, has suffered greatly. They've cannibalized the sport. The only time it matters anymore are the two weeks during the March Madness tournament. But uh, we used to watch religiously college basketball, as you well know. But Billy Packer had so many great moments um i know in, in in calling those games those tournaments those upsets and in, in those times of my youth so i thought you should know that i shared and thought about that moment in the living room together as we jumped around and celebrated like valvano did simultaneously i know oh my gosh well i know you know me and how excited i get about things like that and so i'm all still leaping around <laughs> when something good happens you are still leafing around when something good happens. Uh, although I do think you get entirely too nervous for regular season Bucks games. <laughs> I know, I do, I do. I tell myself I'm not going to, but I don't know. Just something comes over me. But uh, anyway, I may not be getting excited for a while because I don't know. Depending on what happens in this off season and everything, I'm trying to be optimistic. But uh, as I told Tom, I certainly, although I made that Giants pick last week, partly because I just thought maybe if I got lucky, I could you know gain a game but you were definitely right that uh, minnesota obviously has no defense because they made the giants look like world beaters yeah and then the giants looked like children with 64 yards of offense at half against the eagles that was terrible yeah absolutely terrible all right anyway it's okay so now we're oh lord these games they sure do get harder i tell you because everybody that's in this is like a coin flip Great games. Excited about these games. Can't wait to sit down and watch them. The first one, San Francisco at Philadelphia, 3 o'clock on Fox in Philadelphia, obviously, as I just said, Lincoln Financial. Who you got? Well, you know me. This is another thing. You know how I, I'm on pick with my heart as opposed to my head. I could, your, your brother Aaron told, told me today that he, he and I could, would never be good at betting. No. We no. do not do it like we should with who we feel will win as opposed to who we want to win. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm picking San Francisco because you know I don't like anything about Philadelphia. <laughs> I 
<laughs> no, you don't. Uh, I, I'm with you in that, and in, in that I'm hoping San Francisco wins, but I don't think they will. I'm taking Philadelphia. We have one different once again. Well, the thing about it is, is you got to figure Jalen Hurts is going to outperform. Is his name Brock Purdy? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're gonna you have to figure that. And both of their defenses are really good. I feel like it's going to come down to like you know a couple of really big plays. And you just, I just kind of think that uh, Jalen Hurts, unless he's you know not a hundred percent, he sure looked a hundred percent last week. He looked fine. He did. He did. So that's why I I agree. I think they probably will. But I'm picking San Francisco. Cincinnati at Kansas City. This game, real. I just do not know. I have gone back and forth about this game for all day and yesterday, and but I, I think that this might be Cincinnati's year. Well, they did it last year, and they went to the Super Bowl and came real close to winning the Super Bowl as underdogs, so it wouldn't be all that stunning. In fact, they're a slight favorite, or they were earlier in the week. I think they still are, although Mahomes is looking healthier. There was video of him running around pretty well uh, pretty easily uh, yesterday, I think it was. So it looks like he's healing up pretty nicely. It must not have been a severe high ankle sprain. Yeah, it must not have been because those are pretty, pretty, you know, tough. But I, I picked Cincinnati, and we'll see. I really, it's hard to pick against Mahomes for sure because he's really something. But I don't know. I, I do really like Joe Burrow too. So I, I took Cincinnati. I did too. Mama, safe travels to the vet. I love you, and uh, we have the one different. And I, I uh, and I hope you win really, it. Doesn't really matter. It's just fun to finish to finish out the year. But yes, we'll have a fun no. Uh, day of watching football anyway love you thanks for letting me do this early absolutely bye-bye bye-bye there's mama pulling for san francisco i uh, i've never had a you know i never cared about san francisco i had no reason to i was grew up in florida there was no reason to hate you know like i was happy for my buddy william floyd when he went to san francisco and won a ring um but i never cared about san francisco and then as far as philadelphia they were arch rivals of the bucks for the longest First game I ever went to in my NFL watching life was Buccaneers San Francisco week one in the late 90s. Is that right? The first day of the pewter uniforms. Yeah. You and I shared the, a seat in that stadium for the Bucks new England game many, many, many moons ago. We didn't know each other. We had no way of knowing we would ever know each other. I think it was the same season because it was the same season. Uh, we started out 5-0 and that year. Yeah. That was, uh, golly. I have I, a The fifth story. one was over Phoenix, the Phoenix Cardinals. Yeah. I have a funny story about going to Bucks games in the 80s and early 90s, and there's one that I cannot tell on the air. I would get in trouble. Um, that is hilarious because of what happened after the game. Worse than stealing quarters? Oh, there's nothing criminal going on with this particular story. Um, it's just... Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just debauchery. Loud and clear. <laughs> well, I just can, I, I remember being in shock. We were so bad. It's okay. Uh, All you need to say is Tampa. It's Tampa. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Whatever floats your boats in Tampa. Lutes. <laughs> Land of Lakes. Land of Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Holiday. No, but we went to this game and it was against the Eagles. Carrollwood. So I, we won on a block punt and I'll never forget it. And I, it was a, sh- a stunning. A shocking victory, and uh, I was college age, or, well, about to be. And anyhow, I, the celebration went on and on, Tom. Odessa? 
Newport Richie. I wonder how many people know of which you're referencing because that is one of my favorite segments. And you and I were buckled over in laughter every time he named it. <laughs> Everywhere that Lee had been for a Joe Bucks fan event. Yeah. Like, my God. He did cast dispersions on all of them. Well, I've done it too. We have. We're allowed to. Largo. Well, I brought up Largo first, and then that's when he went on the list of things. Because uh, I always rip Largo. Largo is, is an easy target. Kind of like Pinellas Park is an easy target. You're like, Pinellas Park, really? Come on, guys. It's no safety harbor. <laughs> oh, goodness. We, we've got to recalibrate. Jeff Garber, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com circling back real quick uh billy packer I can remember 83 85 I remember the 97 tournament he had so many Really good calls. And I know I know what you're tempted to say, Tom. You're tempted to, to bring up that um, the legend didn't get passed on. And that's fine. I was going to say that. Oh, well, you're not a Mark Packer fan. I, well, okay. You're, well, you're not. You're not. It's okay. It's all right. Um, you know, that, that ACC show's not riveting. I, I would agree. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I thought but... you were. I was going to cut you off at the pass. Uh, well, Consider <laughs> he cut off at the path that I wasn't going to take. Oh, no, no. I understand you're sympathetic to the situation. I mean, there's a big difference between being critical of one's broadcast and obviously a family situation. I'm just, I'm, it's, and, and Billy lived a good long life, man. This isn't like, you know, he didn't get run over by a bus at the age of 50. I mean, he's lived a good long life, um, had a great career. Since you threw me in a wheelbarrow and brought me here, uh, yeah, it, you know, would be nice if, uh, Maybe Mark was nicer to his colleagues over over the years. That would be the only thing I'd say. Well, Billy was good. Rest in peace to Billy Packer. I know he got cantankerous and weird at the end. They all do. You're gonna have to warn me if I get there. It's okay to be cantankerous. It's when you um, get it, it's when you get mean. Warning. To, no. Warning. Come on, come on. Come on. We got consensus over here. Director off camera. Oh, agrees. stop it. I am not mean to anybody on this staff. I'm not mean to you. I'm not any cantankerous of those about things though. You know, I've been cantankerous about things since I was 20. Look around the world. These people suck. Warning. There you go. That, if you've got eyes and ears, then you're a little cantankerous about how man treats man. I mean, you, you see it all the time. You can be observant. 
and point to the uh, shortcomings of us human beings and not have a growing problem the way Ditka did or Bob Knight Ooh. did. Ooh. That's what I'm referencing. If you I know, go down that road. Ditka was a miracle. It is. I'm still stunned that he didn't say something completely crazy to get fired. Did we move that audio over? I'm not sure if we did. I think we did. But, I mean. <laughs> it's, Susie, I was fulfilling. Uh, they got uh, rid of me, so I'm uh, going with the Giants. It's the look on the face that makes me laugh even more than the sound. It's the look. <laughs> you don't have it. You do have it? Nope. Can't find it. Well, it's a legendary audio. But that was the worst that ever happened. It's, it's, you know, if you, yes, I am rude to entire populations of towns and cities. I'm not specifically calling out the fine people of uh, Orlando or Jacksonville or even when I make fun of my loots. <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, the state of South Carolina I am rude to. I'm disappointed in the state of South Carolina frequently. Uh, there are plenty of states I'm disappointed in, uh, but, you know. Did you see we'll be traveling through the state of South Carolina on the way to the ACC, ACC kickoff? kickoff for three days? Three days. Why three days? We don't need three Some, days. Something seems up. So for people that don't know, uh, yes, that information has been passed on to the media that this year's ACC kickoff for football will be a three-day extravaganza, Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday, right? We're not hit. We're not into the weekend. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we will be there. And you're right. You usually jump in with me, and we will drive our ass all the way up there through lovely South Carolina. That's correct. At uh, a clip that would see us arrive ninety minutes ahead of the scheduled GPS calculations. Oh uh, yeah, which is always yeah, the good. greater the distance we have to travel, the more of the minutes are shaved off on that trip. I was just wondering if maybe Jim Phillips swung a deal with the uh, the Westin Charlotte that if they found a way to make the media stay another night that the ACC would get a kickback of a few bucks or save a few bucks on the ballrooms because every dollar matters to live in the proper neighborhood that we want to live in. Maybe this is the, the brilliant referencing Jim Phillips' famous speech from last year's ACC championship. Might be his last one. But, uh, yes, the, the brainchild. Perhaps this is the brainchild mm. of Jim Phillips to get us an extra, I don't know, $6,000 as a conference. It'll be great. I thought it was uh, interesting. I, I did. I, was, I saw that, and I thought, well, there's really no need. Hell, the SEC football meetings don't need to be three days. No, no conference needs to have three days. What, what are we meeting about here, guys? What, what all are we needing an extra day for? There's no cause for this nonsense. An extra day. Now, I'm hearing it looks like that Florida State will be on a Wednesday, which gets us the hell out the door Thursday morning because we're not going to stay and talk about anybody else. Uh, I don't think. You pulling up the slack? Find out which ones it was? Yeah, well, I was making sure there wasn't embargoed, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Here you go. So, Jim Phillips is on Tuesday. Nobody needs to hear that. Some desperate cry for help. I like how they added PhD at the end. Yeah, of his they just name. want you to know he's smart. It didn't. It didn't come across last year, everybody. But he is. I. He, he's got a PhD. Uh, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, and Syracuse are the first day on Tuesday. We'll want to be there for that. Just to ask Mario how things are going at Miami, and I also annually enjoy talking to anybody from Georgia Tech because they've got that glazed look 
on their face over their eyes that what do we what do you want me to do? Well, you can what, ask. What do you want? We don't have any money. We're not any good. We haven't been in for ages. What do you want? You can ask Mario. Uh, let's see. How many good veterans do you have, Coach? I'll hang up and listen. See what he says. Duke, Florida State, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech. We know who the star of the show is that day. Yeah. And then on Thursday, it's BC, Clemson, North Carolina, NC State, and Wake Forest. So there you go. That's that's what it's looking like for, and that is in late July, kids. If you're marking it on your calendar for how excited you'll be from live from Charlotte. Later than usual. Later than usual. It's typically around All-Star Week or the week after uh, relative to the MLB schedule. But uh, 25th through the 27th of July is quite late for the ACC kickoff meetings. And last year, that would have been a problem for Florida State because, you know, we started camp a week early due to the Week Zero game. Man, both of these camps, we can't talk about it enough. I just get so excited for these camps. The contest, uh, the competition, I should say, uh, for for starting reps and 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 really for starters jobs there's enough of those two that are up in the air man this is going to be good well it's the access too i mean again it sounds like we're kissing up to coach norvell and to a degree i will from time to time but the access is what makes this whole thing work to be able to to speak on the greater trends of what you see the development and the stories because the consistency day in day out of practice is what attracts a lot of these players we've heard it from high school players and the transfers that say when i showed up and i saw practice i realized this is a place that I'm going to fit. Well, why is that? I'm glad we get to see those practices to flesh out those details ourselves. And now with these specific position battles, if they have the exact same format that we've been to with these position battles mm-hmm. at the skill positions and in the trenches, buddy, this is going to be riveting. Well, you said it the other day, and I thought about it again today with, again, the good news in recruiting. I was thinking about that. But but look at that offensive line and what's available and what will be competed. I mean, this is going to be an intense competition up front because you have players coming in from the transfer portal that portal that are accomplished, but they're accomplished at smaller schools, and they'll be fighting for spots with guys that have been in the ranks, getting bigger, getting stronger, working hard, under Coach Atkins, being challenged, right? They're not going to just give up their spots. So you're going to have fierce competition at several positions along the offensive line. Uh, every single one of them yeah. for the first time in forever. And I was thinking about that, and, and let me qualify this first. Maurice Smith is one of the brightest spots on the offensive side of the football this past season because we didn't even think he was going to start before fall camp began. Yeah, we thought he'd the lose his job to Caden Lyles, and then Caden got hurt, and so then it was his by default, but he was still undersized. Then he got hurt. And he was hurt, so you thought, oh my God, this is going to be a problem. Is it Darius Washington? Are they going to try to flex somebody else over there? And every time they did, it didn't look good. And Maurice was a rock for us. I mean, he was he was very, very important. But if he's not careful these next two camps, he won't see the field this year. Yeah. Because yeah. these three transfers that have come in, Byers and Roddick, and then Keandre Jones, who spoke to the media yesterday from Auburn. Yeah. You got dudes now. You could have three brand new guys in the interior. If Darius Washington is not careful, he might not see the field. He, he really needs to be careful. Bless Harris is back and uh, has a chance to take a spot. you know about Bless Harris, Tom? I know he's going to be in the rotation to tackle. Get healthy, Bless. Be strong, baby. Come Carmella, on. Robert Scott. Woo! I mean, yeah. How about Estes? Well, I keep thinking about Estes, too. Uh, I, I, that's one of your stronger players. It's a critical year had, for him. It is a critical year for him. He has to know that, has to care, and has to go to war. If he does, if you have a motivated Estes, man, this could get violent. Well, the question, I, I think it's worth asking Coach Norvell, and next next chance we get him, 
are you against and do you think it's a good idea to rotate offensive linemen in a similar way that you rotate the interior of a defensive line, for example? Is that a good idea? Does that hurt continuity? I mean, typically, Does that hurt the flow of an yeah, offense? I think most of the time you don't want to do that. But for the first time since I've been covering this team, they have the ability to do it. They could if they wanted to. Yeah. Well, I, I just, for one, that is something that when we talk about the spring, we get giddy because it's a chance to see our friends again. It's a chance to just be around football. By the time spring rolls around, usually you're missing football. You're kind of sad. Like this weekend, I love this weekend, but it always makes me sad. Only one more weekend after this with football, and it, this, it, it, it's inevitable, but you arrive at this place where you're wrestling between don't think about the fact that it's nearly over. Enjoy the damn games. Like, you're going to get to see these games. Don't be sitting there watching these games thinking about, oh, it's almost over. But it's impossible. It's like at the end of the Florida State season. Like, before I walked into the stadium to watch Florida State and Oklahoma, I was excited about the game. I was excited to be with my boys and uh, my, t- my two sons and, and my friends, and we were going to go in, and I was oh, let's celebrate this moment. But I caught myself several times going, damn. Because this was a fun team, and I liked them, and I wanted to see them play more football. And I was – we were seemingly just kind of getting going right when it had to shut down. And so this spring, you know, you're going to be like, all right, here we go. We get to get a glimpse. But there's so many players that we haven't seen that we're going to be excited about. Also, in a weird way, I don't want to fall into the trap of bowl momentum. I, I don't believe in it. I know you don't believe in it. No. Um, you know, if it's your first game as a freshman and you get experience in a bowl, there's momentum because you have experience that you would not have had otherwise. However... While I don't believe in bowl momentum, I think that the two games that closed out Florida State season, Florida and Oklahoma, will benefit them more than the four that led up to the Florida game or the three that led up to the Florida game in which you're playing backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You learn more about yourself by playing a 6-6 six and six Florida team, 6-5 six and five at the time, and being dangerously, perilously close to losing that football game. And then also in the bowl atmosphere, while you don't have everybody, and clearly Florida State wanted to rotate a lot of guys in there in the first half, especially you saw the receiver rotation was nuts. Oklahoma went toe-to-toe with you. Oh, yeah. Those two games provide you a hell of a lot more to learn from than the slate before it with Georgia Tech and Miami and Syracuse, et cetera, when you're playing backup quarterbacks and overmatched teams. By the way, I want to answer this question because uh, pretty soon we'll have some of these fun little Exercises like W's and L's soon enough. Next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday we get to do it. Uh, but but here you go. I want I want to answer this question. It's fun. And it was on the chat. It's Well, it's not a question, but it's an observation that I can answer. Life Spectator wrote, sadly, there are no ACC coaches for Jeff to share baked goods with. Well, that's not true. We can nominate coaches to buddy up with that Ooh. seem more <laughs> like more affable than others. Can't you? Can't you, can you look at somebody and say, like, for example, should I buddy up to Mac Brown? He likes to eat. Uh, no. Clearly, no. You don't think so? No. There's hundreds of things that people could cut up and send him before you tried to make that move, and it would not. It would not go well. What? That I thought he was going to die. A hundred and one things. I did think up. he was going to die. He made it through the year. I'm surprised. A hundred and two things that they could cut up. What about you? Want me to hang out with Dave Doran? That has a chance. You think so? That one has a chance. I don't know, man. Why? He's boring. He's also blunt, which you can relate to. I can absolutely. And he can relate to it as well. What about Pat Narduzzi? Hell no. You don't think so? 
I could get to where like, you are delusional. That one, no chance. All right. I'm just. I'm trying to get through these coaches. Maybe you, could, you know what? Maybe the BC rule. Maybe it's just that that institution sends its football coach to the ACC kickoff with their defenses down. Because what the hell? I'm coaching Boston College. Halfley's a really smart dude as well. Really smart, good coach. May not make it out alive in BC. Nobody ever does. No, he wants to go back to the NFL when it, when his time is done with, at BC. I don't want to hang out with Scott Satterfield. Whew. Wait, he's gone. Did they fire his ass? Didn't he leave? He, he went to Cincinnati. Did he? Yeah, you're right. I, I forget who they got. Yeah, me too. Probably should know that. I'm not going to hang out with Dino Bayer, Babers. I, Tony Elliott? You think Tony Elliott would hang out? I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Virginia. Oh, duh. It's Jeff Brom. What the hell am I? Oh, yeah. How did we forget that? He came home. Because a year or two ago, that would have been like a five alarm, four alarm fire. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And now yeah, it's like, like eh. Tony Elliott. Maybe Tony Elliott's the guy. I don't know. I don't know enough about Mike Elko. He hasn't been there long enough. I don't know if I could hang out with Elko. I think you need to get into character actor mode with Coach Cristobal. And <laughs> because if you ask enough questions, like, the way you dress that day, all of it. If you ask enough questions about discipline, you think he would? I think he'd he'd flip the switch. He'd be like, "Oh, this guy wants it's right up my alley." Like you've got to have a ruler on the radio road desk. So he's With, like, "This guy's different, right?" Yeah. There's not. I mean, I don't know why there's a ruler there, but I like this. But this I don't. Comforting. I don't get to share a Danish with him. No. No. Because that's not discipline. No Danish. That's not Danish discipline. Not it represents no, not at all. Danish is look, you fat ass. Why don't you eat something good for you? That's how you start. Yeah. Look at all these people, Coach, eating look, Danish. Look at these fat pigs. I hear you. The world needs more you, discipline. You, no, you said it. I didn't say it. But you, I, I'm nodding my head. Yeah. We see eye to eye, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me move this ruler so you have some room. A straight uh, edge. A straight edge ruler. I don't know what he's doing around here. What kind of calculations? But all right. I like it. Always respect a man. <laughs> with a ruler. Who has a straight edge with him. He calls it a straight edge. <laughs> Like it's a knife. <laughs> no, I don't want to forge this relationship because I like making fun of him. I, no, I think Tony Elliott, if you've looked at Tony Elliott, he's a little beefy, which suggests to me that he likes to have some fun. So he's 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 open to some fun. He likes to have, you know, maybe maybe he has a cocktail or two after practice. He Come seems on. to relax. You could talk to Dino about owies. Oh, you could Jesus. ask him about owies. I, I can't what's the talk worst to, hour you I ever had? I can't talk coach? to Dino Babers. Can't do it. Will you ask him the question, what's the worst hour you've ever had? No. Halfley doesn't work. Narduzzi, you won't let me. Dave Doran is an outside shot. I think my original guess, even though if people get the audio and send it to him, he might push back. But I really think I've got a shot with uh, Betty Fat Fat. I think I could do it. You know, and that would probably, I mean, that's a good interview to, to be able to sit back with him. And is, it's not going to be uh, Brent Pry or whatever from Virginia Tech. What the hell? <laughs> that guy. Well, his handler. Get, get his handler. His handler. His, I want to know about your life. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. His Let's handler. Talk. Yeah. 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 I got 10 minutes. Coach is in with the folks from ESPN. What you want to know? Well, he's a disciplined man. He is ready to go. Uh,. <laughs> How much hair gel do you go through in a year, well, sir? Well, he'd, he'd answer it, yeah. Well, let's just say I buy it wholesale. <laughs> oh, I, now, if he talks like that, that's my, that's my guy from here on out. 
He uh, does. We've heard him. By the way, uh, Preston, you may be right. Elko seems like a jolly dude. Jeff would like him. I agree. I agree. You would also approach that from the right kind of position of, wow, look at what you've done. I would because and, that is remarkable what he did. By the way, doesn't Jimbo suck? Like those two things, boom, you're in. Yeah. Now you're eating Danish. You're having a pastry. Or a glass of wine. Not in the morning, but after the interviews. Why not? Because you could tell back in the day, our guy was one step away from saying, I'll meet you for a glass of wine. That would have been the next one had oh, he not got fired. Absolutely. I was hoping ACC Network would hire him. It would have been a great oh, hire. Oh, my God. It would have been a great hire. And we would have. And we're the only two guys. They that, could have put his ass on in the morning at 6 o'clock from his basement. <laughs> it would have been more, infinitely more entertaining. Steve, whatever you want to talk. Go ahead. Just go. Here's the thing about Adazio. I don't know why, but we're like the only two people on earth that like him. Nobody likes Adazio, but you and I do because we've seen the real Steve Adazio. Well, we're not his players, too. That yeah, makes yeah, a big yeah. difference. <laughs> Our number two forthcoming. Stay with.